Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. You just bought a home in the suburbs, but no one told you about all the birds, specifically this one, who seems to be calling out Roy. Roy. But who exactly is Roy? And why doesn't he ever respond? Maybe Roy is just bird speak for save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto. I guess until Roy answers, we'll never know. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution, they help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Have you heard? The birds, the word. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, the whole crew is back. That's right, boys and girls. We got the bun lover. We got the zany one. And we even got the world's worst intern. We will discuss all the things the Orioles are not doing, which is no surprise. And we'll also discuss all the things the Baltimore Ravens are not doing, which is kind of a surprise. And because we can't figure this whole thing out, we're going to have Tony Lombardi on the show, creator of Russell Street Report, on our One Call Away segment to help us figure all this stuff out. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I'm your dealing stuttering host, Matt Soroka, and as always, I'm joined by the zany Burt Rohde. What up, 336ers? And the button lover, Josh Soroka. Pretty sure your voice came out louder than the uh, mask. You gotta work on that a little. Well, yeah, if you press the button. And we're also joined by the world's worst intern. Hey, happy 2017. Happy 2017. Welcome to a brand new year. Boys, how, how was that? Well, Bert, welcome back, man. So apparently... Did you miss me? Right. Who, who had more fun at Disney, Bert or his kids? I want to go back to Disney World. <laughs> so you, you got a lightsaber. You, you got a cool mask. Did your kid get anything or did you get all the presents? <laughs> yeah, these are actually my children's. Sorry, I almost, <laughs> I almost took your head off there. I'm not that concerned. Disney World was awesome. Right. It's just a piece of plastic. <laughs> How was that? Uh, you also had story time with Cal Ripken. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shoot, I, I might want to save that for three up, three down, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, the old Wire Man was a bit of a letdown. Oh, uh, no. I thought you were going to go with it. I might have to save that for a story yeah, time. Yeah, I was getting no. excited. Oh, shoot. Uh, yeah, I should have done a story time. It's, I don't know if it's enough to constitute a whole story, but uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just to preface it, we were we were at Walt Disney World. We went on uh, last Wednesday, and every year Christmas time, they do this thing called the Candlelight Processional, which is a really fantastic show. They have a live orchestra, a live choir. It's really impressive. And then they always bring out a celebrity 
to read the Christmas story, the biblical Christmas story. Oh, nice! While the choir and the orchestra performs, and it's it's really nice. Yeah, sounds uh, cool. I went a couple years ago, and it was Blair Underwood, the actor, very well spoken, did a fantastic job. The guy's a pro. Uh, this time last week, they had Cal Ripken Jr. come out and do it. Nice. And it was cool to see Cal Ripken there at yeah. Epcot. A lot of people. It was yeah, it was a lot of people. My yeah. home away from home, uh, in Epcot. And there is the Iron Man Hall of Famer, Cal Ripken Jr., 2131. Greatest uh, shortstop ever. Greatest shortstop ever. And uh, he, uh, you can tell he's not – he's a pro baseball player but not a pro reader or actor. Mm. See, or he should be better at that. He wrote all those, like, little kid books. And he, he goes did. around reading the he kid did. books. He wrote all those books, yes. <laughs> um, right. uh, he was very hot under the lights. He was constantly – Using a towel and wiping his entire bald yeah, head. That, that's a bald problem. Drinking lots of water. Oh, I mean, he's he's played in summer games in the heat, yeah. hundred degree weather for because he made the for mistake. twenty years without ever taking a day <laughs> off. Now you're <laughs> suddenly he's getting sweaty at reading a story. He, he wasn't wearing a baseball cap. Yeah, he was wearing a nice suit. He was very much reading the script as opposed to like performing the uh, script. Yeah. Um, well, what did you expect? You think uh, he was going to act out? I expect Blair Underwood. A little emotion in the words. Like Neil that. Patrick Harris. <laughs> a, a little a little girly voice when the angel speaks. Yeah, you yeah. You wanted some uh, some voices? No, just just to be more of like re- telling a story as opposed to, uh, and the angels came upon the shepherds and they were so, so afraid. So you're saying right. he was there because he was Cal Ripken. Yeah, and it was he was there doing it for three days. And uh, that was his first day, third performance of the day. And before they even start the thing, he walks out and goes, whew, I am so tired. <laughs> like, oh, that's not a good sign there, Iron Man. <laughs> We're not, see, that's it never happened in baseball. <laughs> but, yeah. double headers, there was never a triple header. Yeah. But, but that was his third of the day? Yeah. How bad do you think this first one of the day went? I don't know. And, and it's, Well, maybe he was fresher. By the third one, he's worn out. It's only a 30-minute show, and he's only out there for <laughs> 20 of the 30 minutes. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I was crapping him a little bit just because of the reading part. Yeah. But in all seriousness, it was very cool. I was wearing my Cal Ripken jersey, and everywhere we went around Epcot that day, people were like, hey, are you here to see Cal Ripken? I'm like, no, just wore my Cal Ripken shirt on the day Cal Ripken right. reading the Candlelight Processional at Epcot. Right. What are you talking about? <laughs> are Cal you, who? Did you have a chance to shake his hand or something? No. Or I mean, give him a high five? There was no chance. It was packed. Uh, you know, I tried to keep an eye out around the stage because he had to get there somehow. Like, like security. No, but, but you're in Disney where they have like magic tunnels everywhere. That's no only, one sees anyone coming. That's only at the Magic Kingdom. That's not at Epcot. Only the Magic Kingdom has the secret tunnels. So... In order to get to the stage where he was performing, oh, he would have had to walk through the uh, the crowds to get there. That's what um, you think. Epcot's also like the home of the future land, right? Yes. See, yes. they've got some future stuff in there, some drones and everything. They they, do. They, Cal does not have to have to uh, drive. They have a drone show at Disney Springs, but that's a whole other thing. Right, like a fireworks drone thing, right? It, yeah, yeah, it's really it's spectacular. Yeah, see, but everything at Disney is spectacular. And see what that could do with me. Cal Ripken. Wink. Yeah. Well, this is not a Disney World podcast. But no, thank you for unfortunately. That, so, Josh, how was your New Year's? What what what, what did you do? Um, <laughs> you, you really want to know how my New Year's went? Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just being friendly. Yeah. Around. The, <laughs> it was all right. It was a nice night at home. Really okay. did nothing until about uh, 11:40 when I started vomiting nonstop for the next six hours. Oh, that's right. I meant to wear a oh. face mask to Josh's house. Tonight. I know. My, my, my wife house, advised me not to come over at all. Actually, my, my house has been fumigated. Okay. I was the last family member to get it. Everyone else got it last week. Yikes. And I got it uh, uh, about 20 minutes before the stroke of midnight. Mm. And then I was up the entire night. Was that a uh, Burger King salad incident again? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's old school 336ers. <laughs> no. I don't know if it worked in my favor or not, but because remember last week I had a tooth issue. Yeah. So on Wednesday I had a tooth pulled because of that. So Man. I wasn't eating much leading up to that. Mm. So it's been quite the There's a uh, lot of bile involved. I would guess. Yeah, it's been quite the yeah. uh, two two weeks. I didn't even make it to midnight. I think I was asleep by ten thirty. That was my plan. Then yeah. I woke up. Oh, the, your body vote woke you. Hell up. yeah! Oh, that's awful. I was up to four a.m. Intern, <laughs> partying the night away. Yeah, I'll get to that in a second. Intern, how about your New, new Year's? Yeah, I was pretty much sick with pneumonia. So oh bad. really? Oh man, that's a real bummer. Two sickies in the bunch. Yeah. Well, I, I had a good time. Um, I, I stayed home as well. How I how I like it. My wife had to work and she works nights, so she was out 
you know, at midnight uh, at her job. So, so what, video games till 4 a.m.? No, it wasn't video games this time. That's what my, my normally go-to is video games. <laughs> this was, I got hooked watching Boy Meets World Marathon, oh. and I watched it till 4 a.m., loving every second of it. Wow. Really? Yeah. Like, that's going to put you to sleep? Season that five. That would have like, put me to sleep. Season five, which is the greatest season of any show of ever. <laughs> like, if I watch... Season five of Boy Meets World. If I watch five hours of Seinfeld, I'm falling asleep in the middle because I have them all memorized. I'd fall asleep in the first oh, no. 20 minutes. Right, exactly. How can, I can't watch five hours of a show I've already I, watched. I just got really... It just made me... It's been a while since I watched it. It made me laugh really hard. That's good. I also mm-hmm. enjoyed some... Shout out to Lion's Distillery, some St. Michael's Whiskey, which is de- delicious as well. And helped out and, with the Boy Meets World. Helped out with the Boy Meets World. And it, I nice. sent a lot of... Uh, really on point and funny text messages to my wife uh, at work that she never responded to, but whatever. <laughs> who cares? She was too busy dealing with the, like the people who blow up their hands, shooting off fireworks on new year's Eve. Does that yeah. happen? My yeah. mom was a nurse too. And she always complained about new year's Eve, 4th of July. Yeah. That's when all the idiots come out and blow all their fingers off their hands. Yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't work in the ER. So she doesn't get all that. those issues. Oh. But what she does, she doesn't like colleagues at all because all the family's there. And like the families always ask the nurse for things. And then he's like, I'm here to take care of this patient. I'm not here to get you a cheeseburger. What are, right, what are you talking right, right. about? <laughs> so that, that, that's her big issues with the holidays. But. By the way, it's weirding me out that you're not wearing your glasses. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you put them back on, please? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Thank and we're you. back. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so. It's like I don't know where to look at you. Where to look at me. Hey, Myers up here, buddy. So that that's an exciting New Year's Eve for all of us. Yeah, we're getting old. Yeah, exactly. That's fun. Hey, there's, there's nothing I'd rather... I'd rather do than stay at home by myself, watch Boy Meets World, and drink whiskey. That's oh, me like too. Top of top of my game. I was hoping the intern would re- regale us with like wild yeah, nights yeah. out as twenty-two-year-olds do on New Year's Eve. Yeah, but oh. not so much. He got sick too. Huh? I had a very productive New Year's Eve. I got I got like part of the attic floored. I got a lot of stuff done that day. I thought I was having a great weekend. Yeah. I went yeah. to Epcot and we left. We left at like five thirty because it was it was insanity. It was the biggest crowds I've ever seen at Epcot, and I'm glad I left because I got on Twitter what? afterwards. And New pe- Year's Eve, of course. Yeah, like it was nuts. And apparently the World Showcase turns into a massive rave, nothing but neon laser lights. Well, because then they celebrate DJs as, in every country. As the real country. Unfortunately, no, they don't. Uh, I was hoping that would be the case, but they don't. Oh, you would think they – why don't they do that? That'd I don't like know. A, that'd be like an all-day event. Yeah, it seems so obvious. Like it would be occurring like in Morocco at like – Four o'clock in the right, afternoon, right? And then you build up, yeah, to, yeah. to to the most important one, right? The U.S. And U.S. Then you East shut Coast. Down. By the way, what do people in the Central Time Zone? They they're watching Times Square, New Year's no. Eve. The ball drop, but it's only eleven p.m. for them. Yeah, they the watch like their local like Chicago coverage. That's so lame. Who cares about Chicago New Year's Eve when you got New York City? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I am upset about uh, this. Do you like New York City? It is an atrocity. All all the New Year's Eve coverage sucks. I yeah, I, I'm sorry I missed Mariah Carey, right? She was a yeah. she was a highlight apparently. I right. mean, you and they give shots of everyone in New York all the mobs and 75% of them on their phones. I'm like, I can do that right here on my couch and I'm I'm warmer and right. I'm more cozy. Well, apparently Times Square too, there's like no porta potties. You can't go any of the restaurants or stores oh, yeah. to use the right. bathroom. You got to wear a diaper. People wear diapers or catheters if you will. Really? Yeah, and, or they just urinate in right. the street. I never really thought about that, but yeah, yeah you got yeah. you got to go somewhere. It would have been messed up if I went in there for New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah, <that> was <laughs> quarter, quarter of everyone's excited for the ball to drop. <laughs> it would have been nasty. Oh, yeah. gross! That is nasty. That is nasty. So, all right, we're gonna, we're going to get into some Ravens talk. I think uh, the Ravens came out with some news. John Harbaugh at a press conference. I think we're going to be kind of at opposite ends of opinions here. Right. Oh boy! So I'm curious to see all where right. this, where this <laughs> conversation goes. Did you watch goes. the game on Sunday? Yeah, I was watching the Maryland game first. And Maryland blew like a ten point lead. They total meltdown. Terrible loss to Nebraska. Wow. And then after that, it was like I don't know. End of second quarter. And then I switched over and watched some of the Ravens game, but not really caring. And then I went to Twitter. People were all fired up. About oh, it. There was, <laughs> yeah. people, Twitter. I mean, this game doesn't yeah. matter. Whatever. Twitter. I, I people were off. people were angry on Twitter. Like I can't imagine if that game actually meant something. I don't think the anger was there. I think the anger was because of John Harbaugh saying. It's a matter of pride. We're going to play hard. We're going to win this. try to win this game. And then you watch the game, and no one's trying. No. Well, well why would you? And people talk about like they're giving up on the coach. I don't think that's a reflection of John Harbaugh. I think no, it's a it's... reflection of you just played the biggest game of the season, and you lost, and you understand that this game means nothing. Right, right. Which, and and, and which, you expect them to right, play their hearts out. Right, but John Harbaugh shouldn't have said all that 
crap leading up to the game. I don't know what you're going to say. We're going to say we're, we're, we're not going to try hard? You, yeah. you say we're going to prepare for next year. I don't think we're gonna, so. We're gonna, As a head coach, you can't say that. We're going to put Keenan Reynolds in there, see if he can catch the ball. We're going to see if Par- throw some jump balls well, to Perriman, but, see what he can do. But that's not how he coached. No, he didn't it's not. Keenan Reynolds in. He started Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco played the entire game. I know. I don't know if that – I don't like that move. I don't, I, don't, say you're, I don't really care. You say you're preparing for next year, but that's really code for next year's draft. Go for the lower draft pick. Right. I would have been really right. irritated right. if they won. Right. Well, same, I, same thing with last year when they beat the Steelers for no reason. It didn't help at all. It's well, like, oh, it, we beat the Steelers. It almost prevented the Steelers from getting in the playoffs. That was the only. Yeah, but it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. And we we cost us a lower draft pick. <laughs> and we asked it with Ronnie Stanley. Who, who's turned out to be a decent player. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't. Have, I was just trying to think of who would have been, uh, who we could have gotten at a lower pick. We Ezekiel, probably still would have taken him anyway. Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fun. Uh, yeah, I had the choice between a 15-hour drive or watching the Ravens game, and I chose a 15-hour drive. Oh, wow. That's that's an intense hatred. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's just... The 15-hour drive would have still had to happen, though, right? For the way I, I've uh, treated this entire season pretty much, it would it would come as a shock if this is the one game I chose to watch. It would make no sense at all. So right. I, I opted for what was necessary to know. drive home. It would kind of make sense that you didn't watch anything until it was pointless. <laughs> It kind of kind of fits with how your season is gone. That is like the zaniest thing I could have done. <laughs> I I did just little DraftKings make it interesting and put a few bucks on a couple of players just had a reason to watch any, any games. Did you wait win anything? No, I lost it all. Uh, yeah. I always do. I watched like a, a, a second. Qu- I watched like a quarter and a half mm. of the game. Yeah, not much. It was an ugly game. Ravens yeah. looked real bad. Yeah. Tuck, Tucker's best guy on the team. Well, I don't know. Um, what's his name? Lineman guy. And <laughs> then I'm blanking on now. Not or no offensive line. Oh, uh, he's been playing injured. Yanda, you're talking Yanda, about Yanda. Yanda. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he, he he he. You is a guy that probably deserves MVP. I know they gave it to Tucker. Yeah, because Tucker's the face, the points. But but the problem with him is his his greatness is counteracted by Zuda's suckiness, and they just cancel each other out. Oh yeah, Zuda is so bad. Zuda's so got to be gone. Yeah, can we start there with uh, moves to be made next year? A new Zuta. center. I mean, but I mean, we're gonna have Tony on in a minute. And yeah. Obviously, the talk is that today Harbaugh coming out and saying my coaching staff is staying intact. Yeah. Which was sh- very Sh- surprising. For very a lot of surprising. Yeah. yeah. That uh, Dean Pease, we could all understand. I mean, I think the team still ended up with a ten or eleven number nine defense. Number nine. We we were top ten in almost every cat- right. category as far as defense goes. So that's that's a decent defense. Except for when you're playing against a good team. When you're playing against a good team right. in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Right, we yeah. tend to we tend to fold. Well, and that and that speaks more to your players. The than Steelers your coach. and Patriots really stand out. So, um, but yeah, I think everyone was surprised about Marty. I'm only one call away. I'll be there to save the day. Superman got nothing on me. I'm only one. Section 336 is now happy to be joined by the creator of Russell Street Report and Utah Street Report, your best sites for all your Ravens and Orioles news, Tony Lombardi. Thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. How are you tonight? Good, good. All right. Tony, Tony, Tony. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of Ravens news here. Um, so you, I feel like, Tony, like, that you are one of the better guys as far as running the website and on Twitter. Like You understand what Baltimore fans are thinking. And from us right here, we're like kind of scratching our heads on why our offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator are all coming back with John Harbaugh next year. Is this just us or is all of Baltimore kind of scratching our head, especially with the offensive coordinator, Marty, coming back next year? Like, why? Well, I think that it's not just the fans. I think there's a lot of people in the media that are, you know, between surprise and shock, huh. not one of them is going. You know, I talked to a few guys today, and most of them thought that Mar- Marty would be gone and that Dean Pease would hold on to his job. I was of the opinion that they should both lose their job. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm not a big proponent of, you know, upsetting families and, and changing things just for the sake of change. I just thought that there was enough body of work on both sides to justify a change. Now, 
uh, I guess I'll speak about Marty first because he was the more expected of the two right. to be fired, but, but wasn't. I just think that, you know, you, you've seen enough of this offense. You've seen and heard John Harbaugh say week in and week out, whether it was Tressman or Morningwig, that they need to commit to the run more. And then week in and week out, there were excuses as to why they didn't run the football, even though running the football at times was working in the game that they abandoned it. Yeah. So I, I didn't get that. And, and for that reason, and, and we've seen Joe, Har- Joe, uh, Joe Flacco at his best. Maybe that was a subliminal slip, Joe Harbaugh. <laughs> 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 Joe Flacco at his best when he's got a ground game to depend on and can utilize play action. Of course, yeah. Yep. But, you know, and most quarterbacks would like to have their, their best friend would be a, a running attack. But but they just kept abandoning it. And and just a couple of – I mean, I think the things that really work best for Joe Flacco, and I know Cam Cameron really got a lot of criticism for being too conservative with Joe, but managing the game, taking strikes downfield when you can – and, you know, just controlling the football and minimizing mistakes is, is a formula that is, that is tried and true and works in the NFL. Now, I'm not saying you not pay a guy franchise money and ask him to just be a, a game manager. I don't think you do that. But you can take it to the next level, but still keep those basic principles involved in the offense. So, so Marty, to me, was a guy, and, and I look at this game pass coaches film most of the time, and I see plays week in and week out that are left on the field. Right. And then I see plays like against the Patriots where they were, they were not flooding zones at all. They were just going into the zones and running the routes, which really just you know, is, is, falls right into the teeth of, of the zone defense. It's exactly what you don't want to do. You want a flood zone. So I, I just had some issues with the play calling with that. I had issues with the mix of run versus pass. And, you know – I just think the, the offense just lacked creativity to get into the, I guess, to be competitive with a lot of the better teams and their offensive schemes. You know, you look at like the Steelers and they're running a lot of different plays. They'll, they'll mix in a gadget play here and there. It's almost like the Ravens, if they run a gadget play, they're insulted by even the mention of it. Yeah. And, you know, they don't do any of those kinds of things. So, so not, that's all. And on top of all that, not to mention the clock management, which I think all Ravens fans have seen Joe Flacco and along with the offensive coordinator, not know how to run a two-minute offense at all. Yeah, but I put that on Joe. Because okay. when you're a nine-year veteran and, and you've done it before time and time again, I, I see him out there doing it at practice all the time. The way that, that that team has lacked energy and a sense of urgency too many times in the, in the no huddle is just, you know, that, that's got to fall on the quarterback because he's the one that's got to get them rallied up to the line of scrimmage and everything. I, I've seen yeah. them in more have more of a sense of urgency when they shouldn't have a sense of urgency. When they're trying to kill the clock, I see them you know, get the yeah. plays off faster than when they should. You yeah. know, it's, it's kind of weird. But, yeah, but, 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 you know, now as far they, they, There's still, like, plenty of strikes against Marty enough that it could be he could be justifiably fired. So, like, what is the logic here with John Harbaugh and the organization wanting to keep – Marty on what's the argument for him I've I've talked to Steve Bashotti enough to think I know him a little bit mm-hmm. and he he really thinks things through in a way that is uncommon and that's probably why he's a self-made billionaire right so I just I just think he's a really smart guy and has a way of seeing things before before they become clear to other people and, and the only thing I could think of is this that he may have concluded that okay, if we improve, if we tweak this and that, maybe we're ten and six instead of eight and eight. We're in the playoffs. And we got a shot. I think he'd be happy with that with this team. I also think that he understands this team needs additional personnel that coaching can't make up. You either have it or you don't. And I think that he probably recognizes. And here's the other thing: if he lets these guys fix it, great. Everybody's happy. Right. But if they fail, they fail together, and you're not throwing another coordinator at Joe Flacco again in 2018 and 17 and 16 and 15. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like let's 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 see what they do together. This is really 
he basically allowed that those three coordinators and John to paint themselves into a corner. Right. And John John Harbaugh's making his bed and yeah. He just he just put an expiration date on his tenure in Baltimore that could be renewed based on his performance next year. But if it if if we're talking about an eight day team again again this time next year, then they're all gone. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, some people will say, Well, why would you why why would you uproot the team so much and, and have such big upturn or, or, or upheaval? And I said, well, the last time they did that, they went to the playoffs five straight years. They went to three FC championship <laughs> games and they won one Super Bowl. Yeah, not too bad. But 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 my but my concern is, and this is what we see, I think, going on with the Orioles right now too, is that they're kind of just good enough to not start rebuilding, but they don't all go all in either. And I feel like the Ravens, like, what happens if the Ravens? Are nine and seven again, and sneak into the playoffs, or ten and six, and are a wild card in the playoffs, and so they're good enough not really to get John Harbaugh fired, but not good enough to be a real Super Bowl contender. Yeah, that's that's possible too. But you know, when when you're John Harbaugh and, and you, and I, I've been hinting at this in some of my, you know, opinion pieces over the year, when you are John Harbaugh and you bring back your three coordinators and you say we need to get better you're really making that about personnel yeah so now i wonder and this is what i've been hinting at i wonder what eric DeCosta and ozzy newsom are thinking in that building right now because he's basically saying this is all about personnel because i'm bringing back my guys yeah. and they're they got to be thinking well i'm sure in some instances those guys are saying, I don't think they've coached these guys up the right way. I look at what they did at Kamala High Korea, who looked great in training camp, and, and suddenly they ask him to do all these other things that he's not accustomed to doing, and he starts playing slow. Yeah. And as soon as he starts to play slow and, and thinking too much, he takes out all of his instincts and, and all the things that made him good. And, and, you know, he was really fast to the ball, and, and he was just a mess. So th- those guys, the personnel people, have to be saying, well, the coaches really haven't developed these guys right. You know, we've been hearing all season long about how Brashad Perryman can't run routes. Well, when's that going to change? Yeah. I mean, what does he, he do all week long? What, is this, what does Bobby Ingram do with him? And it's true. Like, we always blame so, – when that stuff happens, when those – when Matt e, 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 Elam and those other draft picks don't work out, we always look straight at uh, Ozzie Newsom and Ducasta, and we look at the guys making those personnel decisions. Uh, but we often don't look at – like coaches who put those players in a position to succeed or not to succeed. Yeah, I've heard from more than one person that John's focus, John Harbaugh's focus next year is going to be exclusively on coaching. And the insinuation made there is that he has become bigger than just his job. In other words, he probably has a little bit too much say in things, hmm. and they're going to knock him down a peg. You know, he he was the self-appointed czar around the castle, but that's not going to be the case going forward. So you're going to let your personnel guys be your personnel guys. And, you know, because th- those guys, you know, John, you could probably imagine is more involved in the draft process than Brian Billick was. Brian Billick seemed uninterested until he wanted a quarterback. Except for Cobb Bowler, yeah. That cost, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then there was Adam Terry. They wanted to have him because he wanted to protect Cobb Bowler, and they reached for him. And so those were probably the two biggest picks that Brian Bilg was involved in. They were both busts. But but you do have to. So he, but my, my point, I was just saying, but my point is that Harbaugh's a little bit more involved, and therefore, you know, the coaching staff and the scouts need to work hand in hand to see well, what kind of team do you want to, we want to build? What kind of identity do we want to build? Yeah. And, and then work towards those kinds of players. But I think you see that when you, who do you have to beat first? You got to beat your division rivals and your division rivals, the Bengals. I'm not even going to count the Browns yet. The, the, we got the them. Bengals, <laughs> we got them. Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we have those guys. I mean, they know those guys so well, but if you look at those two teams and the Ravens, they're built very similarly, but the difference is they have some big playmakers on yep. their team, and the Ravens don't have those playmakers. Yep. 
Right. And, and, and that's what they need to get. I've, I've been saying that they need to get be bold in free agency. I know they're up against it. They're going to have to get out their scalpel and, and do some carving with that to make that cap uh, structure look better so they can go out and get a, a splash, make a splash free agency acquisition. But they need to find that guy. I would prefer that to be a, a wide receiver because a, a wide receiver, we just have struggled for years and years and years to develop. So let's go out and buy one of those guys. And then let's let's get bold with our picks. you got eight uh, draft picks this, week, this year, including the Kletchy Assembly third-round comp- compensatory pick. So why don't they trade up sometimes? If you're going to draft at 16 and you see this edge rusher, this young edge rusher at number seven who's on the board, be bold and, and do what it takes to move up and get that guy. Yeah, I agree. Because they're not that far away. They're not, to me, they're an edge rusher, another corner, and a, and a number one wide receiver away from contending for a Super Bowl. Yeah, and what you're pointing out are those positions where the Ravens are really old, and that really hurt us late in the season as Doomerville and Suggs got worn out. Um, the other issue we saw with John Harbaugh this year and just player management is Devin Hester and giving him try after try after try um, to just when he clearly was not the guy from the, the first uh, first time he was back there. Yeah, I think that's another situation where Jerry Rosberg seems to have a lot more say than he should for a special teams coordinator. And maybe that has to do with, you know, John Harbaugh having that kind of background himself. I'm told that of those coordinators, that Jerry Rosberg is the one he's actually a real good friend with. The other guys are just coworkers. But, you know, Rosberg, I think, has too much say in game day decisions. You know, whoever they, the inactives, you're always sitting there every week and scratching your head, why is this guy inactive? Yeah. And it's usually because the guy who's up in front of him, the guy that you're questioning, is a special teams player who, who, can, who can run down the field and kickoffs just to see the other guy on the other team take a knee and get him a 25-yard line. <laughs> That's exactly right. Hey, but when your MVP is coming out of special teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Tony. Yeah. So, yeah. But, so, but, but to finish, the, question, to finish yeah. the answer on Devin Hester, yeah. I think that Hester – Stayed around that long because Jerry mm-hmm. Rosberg believed in him, and it turned out to blow up in his face. Yeah, it was a disaster. Uh, but let's talk about Joe Flacco here for a second. All right, so most passing yards of his career this year, four thousand three hundred seventeen. Most completions of his career, four hundred thirty-six. Highest completion percentage of his career, sixty-four point nine. Is it fair to say, Tony, that Joe Flacco had a breakout year this year? No, not <laughs> I just want to see your head explode, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Joe, if you look at, to me, the most important statistic of all of those is what do you gain per pass? You know, yeah. What's the, the average yardage per pass? And, and I think that Joe was only better than maybe four guys. And we're talking about really guys like Jay Cutler and Ryan Fitzpatrick and garbage like that. So, Joe, I think Joe had a bad year, and there's a lot of reasons for it. And I think you know, the frustrating thing with Joe for me is that you see that he can do it. You know that he can do it. You see he's done it in the playoffs. But, but during the regular season, for whatever reason, he has like this, this three- or four-game law, which you wonder, particularly when he's on the road, you wonder what he's thinking about. And he needs to clean that up because I think my, my biggest issue with him is consistency. You know he's got the physical tools. I just think he needs to find the right coordinator to match up with him. I'm going to take these guys at face value because, let's face it, they have a lot to lose by sticking with this more than we do, and they're willing to do that. So I, I just I worry that if they're one and three at the quarter pole next year, remember all those empty seats we saw at M&T Bank Stadium this year? Yeah. It's going to be a, going to be a lot more of those. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, because I mean, I feel like at, at this point with Joe, you, 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 I mean, you're 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 tied to him, and he's he's consistent. Like you know, he's that consistently inconsistent. Like you know, he's going to throw for twenty to twenty five touchdowns. He's going to throw ten to fifteen interceptions. Seven of them are going to be horrendous interceptions. But you kind of know what you're getting with Joe. So the key is to build an offense and a scheme around Joe that kind of helps him avoid the mistakes and kind of highlight what he's good at, which the Ravens haven't been great at doing. No, and they haven't been great at doing that because they haven't had the money to do it. Yeah. You know, with the cap and because he, he soaks up so much of the cap that, you know, the, the picture you just painted with those statistics, you know, we could take that 
but you can, you can take that only if he's not paid to be something more than that. And he's being paid to be a lot more than that. And that's, therein is the problem because you're, you're forcing other people on the team to step up and be better than they are, than, than they're being paid. You know, the, the great thing about Joe during those first five years when they made the playoffs every single year and won a Super Bowl is that he was playing under a rookie contract that, that allowed Ozzie Newsom to fill in around him. When he stepped up and got that big deal, then all of a sudden the onus became, was, was on Joe. You know, yeah. he had to play better than, than he did during those first five years, and so far he hasn't. Joe finished the season with uh, 6.42 yards per attempt, 27th in the NFL. The only quarterbacks yeah, worse, like that. only quarterbacks worse was Blake Bortles, Carson Wentz, and Brock Osweiler. That's not great company. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, all you had to do is watch last week's game where every other pass was to Dennis Pitta for four yards. Like, okay, like that's your, uh, that, that's the offense right there. Uh, is, is, so you're right. We need an offensive playmaker. I, I, I'm, I'm with you, Tony. Lack, is that a lack of trust, or is it like the uh, rec- announcers were saying on Sunday? The Raven receivers never get open. I don't think I don't think that's true. I think if you look at that coach's film on the NFL Game Pass, you'll see that the Ravens receivers get open plenty. Joe doesn't see them because I think there's a few things that he does that prevents him from seeing them. And one of them, I'll blame on the injury because. You know, once you're injured, you're probably looking to protect that that front foot and you know his left his left knee, and he probably didn't step in the throws the way he probably wanted to, and you know subconsciously he didn't want that thing to get hit again. So I think that there's this subconscious clock ticking in his head that made him deliver the ball prematurely. That's why we're calling him Check Down Joe by the end of the year because that's all he did either to Kyle Uschek or or to Dennis Pitta, just Check Down Joe when. But, you know, when Artie Morningweg designs a play, he, it, the play is designed to give a quarterback a few options, and sometimes those options are supposed to be in the same line of view. In other words, if he's looking out to his left and there's a short route on a slant coming across, sometimes they got a post corner running the same way beyond that corner, cornerback, so, so that he can, if one's covered, he can throw it to the, the deeper pattern. And, and a lot of times he failed to see that because yeah. pre-snap he determined where he was going to go with the ball. Perfect example – was against the Eagles that day when they had a 10-point lead down on the 11-yard line, I think it was, through that interception with, what, about uh, six minutes to go in the game and changed the whole complexion of that game. To me, I mean, this is right after a timeout. Those guys had to be saying coming out of that break, look, we're going to take a kill shot here. And they're probably all excited about that. But if the kill shot's not there, get rid of it and we'll run at the next two downs and we'll run some clock off and kick the three and we'll be up by 13 with about four minutes to play. So uh, that's, that's had to be, that had to be a discussion going on there. And he threw it anyway because he predetermined where he wanted to go with the football and come hell or high water. He locked in on the guy and, and by his own admission, he didn't see the linebacker that everybody else in the country saw. And that's a classic example of a mistake of a first or second year quarterback but you wouldn't expect that to come from a veteran like like, like Joe, and that's what's fr- 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 frustrating is that he's been around the block a few times. He should know better than that. He can tantalize you with his skills and his ball placement sometimes, particularly when he steps into his throws. Yeah. And a perfect example of that was the, the Miami game. He was just on fire. Oh, on fire, and, yeah. And then he comes out and does and does those kinds of things. And, and you, you know, I'm, I'm sure that those coordinators aren't all – stupid guys and they, that's going to frustrate them too because their their livelihoods depend on joe so you can you can say that joe's really an offensive coordinator uh, killer uh well, well to- tony we appreciate you coming and spending some time in section 3336 um is there i don't know what you got working on there in russell street report is there do, do you have a new article out yet this week i put one out today good bad and the ugly for the season i i started to do it on monday for the game on Sunday, and I said, "Who's going to want to read that?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured I'll just do it for the season, and and then I started to work on it this morning, and then I, I was watching the John Harbaugh press conference, and I said, "Well, I've got to incorporate some of that." So, so my thoughts and opinions on, on that I haven't perhaps even shared completely here are all in that article that I just posted: the good, bad, and the ugly uh, for the Ravens season. All right, Tony, thanks, man. You are a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the Ravens, man. We appreciate you uh, you coming on with us. Thanks, man. I appreciate you guys having me. Thanks a lot. Have a good night. You too. You used to call me on my. You used to, you used to. (laughs) Yeah.
Josh is taking the, some advice from the chat room. The, the, the chat room's complaining phone. about uh, about your lame uh, your lame one call away. Yeah, the song that's nice and slow so that I can queue up uh, the callers. Yeah, they they wanted this song. Yeah. Do you know this song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hot yeah. thing. Yeah, this is the guy dancing in the box, right? In the music video? I don't know. I don't know. It turns dancing. I saw it on, I just typed it into Google, and I was like, I hope this is clean. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be the first time you just played some uh, explicit lyrics on the show by accident. <laughs> That's true. Trying to get us that explicit tag. And by the way, you can follow Tony Lombardi um, at RSR Lombardi on Twitter. A great follow on Twitter. He knows his stuff in terms of the Ravens. And again, Russell Street Report is... Yeah, a, it, the best website for Ravens. Yeah, I can't believe it took us what 196 episodes to get him on the show. Ah, uh, yeah, you said that. I did. I can't believe we haven't had. No, him I, I, checked. I feel like we did. No, yeah, I, I feel like we did too. I checked. I did. I could not find any record of Tony ever being on the show. Oh yeah, yep, we go. need to have him on a lot more often. At but, least our football season when we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Hey, but it's all right. We made it through another football season pretending we knew. Woo! All right, what's next? Baseball, right? I always thought he'd call me an idiot after I was talking about was this a breakout year for Joe. I was just <laughs> going to see his reaction. This guy's serious? What the- What show did I just call <laughs> into? Oh, man. All right. Uh, you want to get to some Orioles? You want to get to some up and down? Where, where you guys want to go? We can go wherever you want. I mean, the Orioles have done nothing. Um, there's That's been- not true. All right. What have they done? Jesus Montero, right? Yes. Yeah. Who's huge that? signing, huge. Who's, who, huge. Wait, I don't even know who this guy is. Okay, who's Montana? He's famous for a few reasons. He's got a lot of stuff going on. Softball, softball in Australia? Right? No, uh, no. He he used to be like top prospect, big name. Mm-hmm. Uh, most recently, he was suspended. Fifty games. Fifty games. Second. Uh, yeah. Second violation. He was mentioned the first time in that. What was that? Uh, the are, Mitchell, no, report. Mitchell report. The show has ended. Goodbye. Well, our show that? hasn't ended. What was that? <laughs> that, that was uh, that was Tony getting all, getting off of Skype. Oh, um, but the Mitchell report, um, uh, uh. he was mentioning that, and then the second time, also, like, this guy's great. Also, like, oh, had, wait, we've had Mitchell report guys on. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. What else is new? Also, he he got in trouble. I don't think we had this before. Um, he was like, for some reason, he was in a modeling game. He was, I think, he was coaching for space or something for some reason, and a scout. Started to ha- tried to give him a hard time. <laughs> really? And so he took an ice cream sandwich and chucked it at the scout. That's amazing. And so a lot of people you'll see on Twitter making ice cream. Guess jokes. what? We're getting signed at Springs Raymond. Yeah. Um, he's also famous for that. He's also famous for showing up forty pounds overweight. Yeah. To the Seattle Mariners. Oh, and like when an given the reason worth. why, he said, um, "I just like to eat ice cream sandwiches." <laughs> well, I mean, that's what. Uh, uh, the, the panda did up in Boston. Yeah, some oh, situation. Yeah. Same situation. But pan, panda was better. And another thing that he's famous for, and the Yankees love this, is Pineda, the Yankees pitcher. He's okay. with the Yankees because he was traded straight up. Jesus Montera was traded from the Yankees to Seattle for Pineda, who went to New York. Sure. And then went on to use pine tar, gobs of it. To help him pitch better, but but anyway, so <laughs> this guy's been—he was a top prospect. He's been around the block a few times. Started off as a catcher, now transitioned over to first base. And that's your Orioles news for the week. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, so we found we ha- just signed another d- first baseman. We got a lot of first basemen. Yeah, this is—I don't know. Does, does this guy make the team? No. We signed Pedro Alvarez, and then <laughs> we got him. <laughs> he goes to Bowie, and you just hope he doesn't kill someone. Doesn't. Throw ice doesn't, cream sandwiches right, at doesn't get no You hope trouble. he catches fire and lives up to his, like, takes baseball seriously, loses weight, and gets in shape and starts to actually play. But he's like a one of these lottery tickets, right? This one in a million shot you hope works out. Mm-hmm. And every now and then they do work out. So, all right, fine. As the uh, as the Orioles. But he won't play for the first 50 games, so <laughs> right. he's suspended. Uh, and how does that work? He can't be in the, He's got to be on the, what, 25 man for 50? Suspended no, or is no, it just 50? No, because he was signed to a minor league contract. So, so he does. So he, he's not. I don't think he even thinks he's on the forty man. So how does that work with your fifty day suspension, fifty game suspension? I think you he's just under contract. You just missed the first fifty of the season. Yeah. All right. I I presume of the but minor he has to season. have a contract with someone in order for that fifty to go right. or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't They're know just doing the guy a favor. Did you want Roger Davis? 
as the Orioles look for an outfielder. Oh, is he, is he off the board? He's off the board. Just signed to the Oakland Athletics. No, I didn't really want him. So, as uh, I, I sent you guys an article the other day. Stan the Fan wrote an interesting no. article. I have no time for that nonsense. About <laughs> about Chris Davis. <laughs> yeah, nonsense. Uh, you, you don't think there's an option of moving him to right field? Here's why it doesn't work. Just think about that for a second. Just right. three three sixers. Like sit back. We got a lot of first basemen. Close your eyes and think about this outfield. In left field, you have Hyun Soo Kim, right. who is not fleet of foot. In center, yeah, that's you have what, center field's an the problem. Aging and older Adam Jones. In right field, Chris Davis, I'm just saying you better hope they hit the ball right at you. It's like sandlot every time. Just hold up your glove and close your eyes type thing. Because our outfield will be slow. Right. And I, I and I think we need to improve on our outfield offense. I mean our outfield outfield defense. That's not really improving on the outfield defense. I sure. want someone out there and it takes away a gold glove first baseman. I want someone out there who can run. Right. And now here's what I want. I want someone out there who can run in center field and move Adam Jones to right field. There's no case of that, right? No, we'll, we'll, I don't like think Adam Buck Jones won't move Adam to that, right field. Yeah, that may happen at some point. I don't see that happening next year though. I think he can still still play. But put don't put two slow guys on either side of them. Like help them out by putting speedy guys next to them. Right, right. I mean it's we're in January now. This is when Duquette actually answers the phone. Yeah. Makes yeah. some phone calls. He's gonna have to find someone or is he sitting back saying, eh, I'll just put Rickert in right. Yeah. Uh he 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 may. Uh and that might be like the I'm I'm sure that's not plan A. Like I'm sure plan, plan A's A gotta be a, to a, upgrade. A, an upgrade and a platoon well I'm getting the feeling that plan A is Trumbo. And plan A is let's do it again. Trumbo at DH and Angel uh, Pagan to go along with that in right field. That, that, that's plan A. I'd go with that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure plan A with Duquette is, is Trumbo, Trumbo in right, in right field. field. I don't think and, so. And Alvarez Mancini on uh, DH. I not. <laughs> um, our friend uh, Trey Mancini was on MLB radio this morning. Yeah. And he mentioned that he has been practicing uh, lately in the outfield. Yeah. So I'd like to think we prompted him to do that. Yeah. I, I love the platoon idea of Mancini and Kim. That, that's the platoon I like. Mancini, Kim? Yeah, in left field. Yeah, I don't mind that. Lefty, righty. As long Man, as Mancini, Mancini against as, the lefties, Kim yeah. against the righties. I like that in the lineup. As long as Mancini can play the outfield. He can't be that much worse than Kim. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no clue. I know... Some people struggle going to the outfield. But, like, I'm willing to sacrifice bad left field, average center field. But let's – can we get above average at one outfield position, please? Yeah, or just speed. Because the other problem we have is leadoff position. We haven't had a leadoff hitter since Brian Roberts. Yeah. And I'm not counting Nick Marcakis. Yeah. He's but I'm not, not, I'm not a big speed guy with – Yeah, you want OBP. Leadoff. I want OBP. So, who are you putting? Kim? Um, as, as long verse, as he's better than spring training? Versus righties, yeah. I'll put Kim versus righties. And I'll go with someone else versus lefties. Yeah, I I probably go with Manny, Manny Machado versus lefties. Ah, uh, you always want Manny Machado in leadoff. You've you've had that conversation. It's softball before. logic. The best hitters should hit get the most at bats. Sure, yeah, I like that logic. Uh, Buck doesn't doesn't seem to buy that logic. I know. What does Buck know? <laughs> All right, not enough to win a playoff game. Let's get to our three up, three down segment. You surprised me on it. It's now time and the for intro. three up and three down. I'm just itching to hear Bert's three up and three down. <laughs> me too. <laughs> this is the segment where we share three things that are going well and three downers with um, with the Orioles or with Baltimore Sports or sure. with our own lives. Yeah. yeah. So, boys, what's going well? Should I say I always kind of spoil it at the beginning, but... My up is Boy Meets World Season 5. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest season of any show in the history of all shows. That's, I, I, I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> There's great television out there, and Boy Meets World is... Season 5 is better than all of it. You put in that category. It's good. Absolutely. Good absolutely. It's great. My up is that uh, Raven season is over. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Uh, it was just a disaster of a season all season long. I complained about it on this show every week that I was here. And uh, I'm I'm ready to move on to bigger and better things, uh, including this weekend, which I guess we'll touch on in, after this segment maybe. All right. And I'm gonna, my up is I'm going to stick with Matt and go with television because 
thanks to some extra time at home, I uh, watched uh, the season two of Zoo. And really, oh, season and two out? It's on Netflix. Season two of yeah. Zoo? Season one yeah. was Season Zoo? That's also when I finished it and found out that show's on CBS every Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. I had no clue it was on real TV. I didn't know there was a Was it about like zookeepers two. and stuff and the day-to-day no. tasks of no, taking no. care of a zoo? The animals no. get smart. The animals are, are, are taken over. Ooh. Like they all decided to team Think up of like an, and take like, out humans. Right. Kinda Can they like, talk? No. It's interesting. It's kind of like Planet of the Apes. Okay. But uh, all animals. Do they just like make eye contact with each other and they're like, it's let's all, go it's all kill instinctual. these humans? It's all instincts. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, instinctual. Yeah. I thought you said sexual. <laughs> no. I'm sure there's some of that going and then, on too. Uh, and Homeland's back, which is like my favorite show. Yeah, I'm a little. I'm a few seasons behind on that one. Uh, yeah, I, I skipped out of halfway through season two of that. Oh, I haven't started season one yet. <laughs> <laughs> Intern, you want to share something up with us? What's up with you? What's up? I guess I'll also keep it in the TV realm. So since I was sick all last week i was able to watch the man in the high castle season two. Oh, nice love season one. Oh man it is so good the season two does not disappoint no it's better oh wow i'm excited about he that can't, he can't compare he didn't watch season one but no i really enjoyed season one really that's another cool concept for a show right what if the nazis won yeah. very cool concept yeah no it was interesting interesting yeah uh we got a, uh, an up from the chat room saying uh that uh, Jacob Rock's up is uh, knowing that Justin Tucker is a lock for the 2016 Ravens MVP. There you go. See, I would call that a down. It, there's never <laughs> a situation where your kicker should be your MVP. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's true. You're good, you're a good guy, Jacob, but I got to disagree. Or no, I actually I do agree. Justin Tucker. I agree that it is him. Yeah, you're right. I just yeah. would not call that an up. I mean, right. you you hang that's out a, that's almost a down. That's a any down. other football team fan base, and whenever the kicker comes on and kick like a 45 yarder, yeah. they're like. Biting their teeth, they're stressed out. Yes. With us, fifty-five yarder, it's good. Yeah. It's and, good. and if you need it, and you're sixty, just go for it because yeah. there's a pretty good chance they'll make it. Right. Yeah. And we, we, I remember we at the Steelers game, we'd get upset at Harbaugh for not letting him kick ridiculously long. The only way to stop Justin Tucker is some shady leapfrogging stuff. Other than that, he's right. unstoppable. Yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go to downs. Yeah. Let's. My my <laughs> my down is uh is is. My Twitter game. Really? Yeah. Is it down? I'm just not very good at it. Mm, mm. And I'm, I'm amazed because th- there, there are people out there um, who are really good at Twitter. Oh, yeah. It's really interesting, right? Um, you would If they try to do a podcast, they couldn't do it. They couldn't do what we do here. This no. amazing thing where we sit for an hour and 10 minutes every week and we discuss sports. Wink at the camera. They couldn't do it. Not everyone can, can can do this. Some Baltimore people think they can do this, and they start their own little podcast. There's like that Baltimore opinionator or whatever, and it like kind of falls down <laughs> their face because they can't do it. So uh, some people try. Wait, wait, did it end? No, I don't know. It's probably still going on. I don't I don't pay attention. But not everyone can do uh, what we do. But other people on Twitter are just fantastic. Yeah. So I tried to uh, – Like Donald Trump. Is that where you're going? You're going, you're going with some Donald Trump? No, no, I'm saying these people are little. He's really good I mean, at Donald, Donald Trump is the best at Twitter. <laughs> so I, so I, I, so I, someone, uh, it was tweeted out the news about. Um, Russia. I'm with you, Donald Trump. No, I'm, I'm talking Orioles here, all right? Guantanamo Bay. Oh, man. So Madison Rock tweeted out that we signed Jesus Montero. Yes. Right. And then I looked at the comments people wrote about the signing. And someone wrote, wow, that seals a championship in like 10 exclamation marks. Right. Thomas Arnold, he tweeted that out. And so I responded. He, I thought he was being sarcastic. That's what you're proud of? So I was taking his sarcasm to a different level with my sarcastic response. Sure. So I said, whenever Orioles sign a minor leaguer, people tweet about a, champion, about a championship. Not sure how minor leaguers will help or seal a championship. Question mark. Curious emoji. Now, obviously, I know that guy is being sarcastic, but I was being overly sarcastic by thinking he was serious. Right? <laughs> right, right, right. So I think okay. I'm proud sure. of myself. I think I just owned him. <laughs> then he oh. came back and he owned me. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So he came back with this. He said, I got some, some notifications. Let me scroll through because I get all these notifications. He said, he's not a minor leaguer. They signed him to a minor league contract. He's been the majors 2000, since, two, since 2011. Oh, it's a Duquette steal. I'm talking about, we're talking about championship. I'm trying to call him out for being sarcastic. He does like a whole 180 and talks about how I'm wrong for calling him a major league, a minor leaguer when he's really a major leaguer because he played in the major leagues five years ago. 
And I, my mind, and I have no response to that. So you know, so you know what I did? Blocked him. I liked it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like the comment because I have no Even response better. to that. Wait, so your up is some random guy's Twitter comment? No, my down is how I suck at Twitter. Oh, you're down. All right, because because right. he got me. He gotcha. he played me. I. I have no response to that. Your game is off. All right. Yeah, and this is coming from, and I, I don't want to brag out here or anything, but I have over 700 followers. Can you guys even imagine? Like, no. my influence on Twitter is unbelievable. Over 700 followers, you you knuckleheads out there. This guy has 18 followers, and he just owned me. 18? 18, he owned me. I'm a guy with over 700 followers. I've got 800. You can't touch me. 871, it says. 871? Yeah. I got 555. Oh, see, you have. I have no respect for you. I only even. I don't even tweet at people who only who have under a thousand. But you tweet at me all the time. Oh, yeah, that's true. I have ninety-five. That's hurting my my Twitter cred. My Twitter cred. <laughs> yes. Hurting my yeah, my Twitter cred. So 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 my. I just. I don't know how people are so darn clever. You 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 will meet the most boring people in your life, intern. On Twitter, they're freaking hilarious. You're like, what is this? Well, yeah, they get Who this, is this they guy. They get to stare at their screen for five minutes to type I don't, everything. No, I just I I'm 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 pursuing my doctorate in literacy now, educational lit, 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 literacy, and we talk about how people are have different strengths. It's not just by reading and writing. Like people have different literacy strengths, and some people on Twitter, oh, their Twitter game's strong. I need someone like to take over my Twitter so they can be clever. I just can't be clever on Twitter. Yeah, I'm hilarious in person. I have a charming personality, <laughs> but when it comes to Twitter, I can't tweet worth crap. Yep, you just—it's practice. You just don't do it often enough. Uh, no, do you know how many times I tweeted? Twelve. Well, is it going to tell me? Nah. How many tweets you have? I yeah, don't, I don't know. Yeah, how it to tells look that you. Up. Is there a tweet number? I, I bet I've tweeted a lot. I don't know how you look at that. No. We can uh, we can check those stats later. Yeah, hey, it says I have zero moments. What does that mean? I says it says my followers, how many people I'm following, my likes, and then moments. You have tweeted. Five thousand six hundred and five times, and I can't tweet after five thousand times. I can't five thousand six hundred something. What now, about me? That's over the course of like ten years. But look, look me up, intern. Do your job. Over the course of ten years, but I still can't uh, make a clever tweet. Bert, you have you have tweeted six thousand and thirty six. Wow, times. I'm more than you, buddy. Oh, those yeah. are small numbers. I guarantee I'm bigger than that. Oh, I'm sure you are. Check, check, Josh. You were early in the Twitter game too. That was before. Yeah, I was on before there before me. Be- before Matt came last. That's probably. true. I was on there before all the Oriole fans. Josh before Soroka. it became a place for sports. Josh Soroka is at sixteen thousand nine hundred. Sixteen thousand. Sixteen thousand. Ten thousand more than me. You guys, you guys got some t- catching up what's to do. The, but you're always teching at blog people or tweeting at blog like Sometimes. tech people. Yeah. And, Sometimes I've been arguing with Drew Forrester a lot lately. Ah, about, about this uh, the Ravens decisions. Uh, I'll go next with my down just to reiterate: Cal Ripken Jr. at the Epcot Candlelight Processional last week. Did you see? I tweeted pictures of it. Did you see this of oh, him no. wiping his? Oh, it really I, is. He was doing it so much in I front of everyone. Two pictures, and I tweeted both of them. Oh wow! Did Josh? Did you see those? I tweeted. Yeah, I, yeah, that's nice. Poor Cal. But hey, he's still my favorite Oreo of all time. Well, he he's the same with Twitter. Like even if Malcolm, he botched the candlelight. <laughs> Malcolm Gladwell talks about the ten thousand hour rule. How you do have to do something for ten thousand hours to become an expert at it? Mm-hmm. He needs to read for ten thousand hours. I need to tweet for ten thousand hours before we can all become good at these things. The ten thousand yeah. hour rule. Yeah, and you I have been great zany for way hours. more than ten thousand hours. Yeah. That's how I have perfected this. That that's right. And I've been endearing and stuttering for certainly more than ten thousand hours. <laughs> way more. That's why I'm so freaking endearing and I stutter so so well. I'm a great stutter. My my down is the yeah. fact that we have no football or baseball right now. Is that a down or an up? It's a down. Because <laughs> I'm mean, a little bit bird on this one. It's yeah, kind of an up. It's kind of an up that it's ugly football's over. But the fact that now we got to go, what, like two months before uh, we get to start talking baseball again? It's all right, because we got a couple other stuff that's going on right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right, boys and girls. You know what that music means. I sure don't, but hopefully you do. That's the music for an announcement. Is that announcement music? It was the Baltimore Blast February pump-up video. Okay, nice. Interesting. Nice. I thought they would say Baltimore Blast at some point. They See, don't. Uh, for me, the Baltimore Blast theme song is Celebrate Good Times. Come on, because that's what they used to play every time the Blast was score oh, a goal. That's a good song. It makes me excited. And then every time they score a goal, they they announce the score up on the board is how many goals is that and you if say if it's like their fourth goal of the night they count them out one two three four and then they go we want more right 
Josh, does this ring a bell at all? Yeah, from like when I was like six. That's yeah, the problem. We, we were children. We haven't been in thirty years. Um, and but we what have we joked? We've joked for like four years about going to a blast since there. we started this show. We, it's, uh, because they were the team that was always winning. Turn up the heat with the Baltimore Blast. Blast soccer is hotter than ever, so get in on the action as the Blast continue their 10th MISL season. And Blast sell out your back, so reserve your seats now. Call Blast Charge at 481-6000. Be part of the Blast experience. The fast-paced action of MISL soccer is burning up the turf at the Baltimore Arena. So turn up the heat if you can handle the Blast. Call Blast Charge, 481-6000. That's got to be an old ad because they don't even tell you... Uh... The four ten no. or four four three. <laughs> uh, exactly. That's that's from that's from nineteen ninety two. And was, they called the Baltimore Arena. It was very blurry, but at least it had some audio. But hey, it sounds like fun. We're gonna get to go down to the Royal Farms Arena. We're gonna see some indoor soccer. We're going we're going Section three three six is going to the blast. I mean, we're we've joked it long enough that it's time we're actually gonna do it. We're going Saturday. And you can thank the Baltimore Ravens for crapping the season and not going to the playoffs because otherwise we'd be watching Ravens playing it's, a football game, playoff game, this Saturday. Right. It's, it almost, Instead, we're going to watch indoor soccer. Right. Yeah. It's right. almost like we lost a bet. Great work, guys. <laughs> but, uh, hey, I people who like the Blast say it's exciting. The commercials in the 90s said it was exciting. Yeah. It's well, our third. My wife also likes the Desperate Housewives shows, but it doesn't mean they're good. Oh. The, the, the professional sports franchises in this town are Orioles, Ravens. What would be third? The blast. It's got to be the blast. It's the blast. Right? It's, the Baltimore it blast. Is. There is no other third it's, it's, Baltimore it's team. The blast. Yeah, I mean and Maryland have, basketball. That's no, not no, a Baltimore no, thing. No, I, I know it's not Baltimore. Baltimore. It's it's the blast. But we don't live in Baltimore. We live in Maryland. We we've made fun of the blast for too many years. It's time to actually check it out for ourselves. Well, we're gonna give it a chance. I'm willing to go in with the open heart and open mind. That's right. Intern was begging before show if he could go. All right. Speaking of intern, <laughs> intern's about to share his down though, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, my down has been how like just adequate the merit. The Maryland Terrapins have been this season. Mm, yeah. It's still lost early. Nebraska by two points. Yeah, lost a big lead in that game. It's uh, the. I mean, this is going to be the Maryland season a little bit because we're starting three freshmen, a lot of freshmen, a lot of growing pains. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they're pretty fun to watch. They're they shoot the three a lot. Cohen is like a little Trimble drives to the basket hard. Trimble's fun to watch always. But yeah, I, I agree. It was a tough loss to Nebraska after the big win against the Fighting Illini, and they had a big lead against Nebraska. You thought, yeah. Tough loss to Nebraska. That's a conference game too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're all conference games now. This yeah. is where it heats up. I saw them beat Illinois pretty good. Yeah. But Illinois stinks. I, I guess so. I don't I know. know. I don't it, know. It's early to tell. I, I'll pay attention in they have a, similar, a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah, we don't get to the uh, Big Ten ch- uh, Conference Championship. Yeah. All right, boys and girls, we're about to wrap up this show. Let's kick it over to the intern for some thoughts, corrections, Fun uh, fact: He has been here in so long, I forgot his music. There, yeah, we there it is. I've got music. So, <laughs> unfortunately, there weren't like corrections. Or, like, that's not unfortunate. That's, that's good. That's Why do you want us to point. fail? You want us to fail in turn. Why? It's funnier for me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, I looked up some fun facts and some objects that are dropped on New Year's Eve, other than the famous Times Square ball. Ooh, I like this. In Hagerstown, Maryland, they drop a giant donut in honor of a local donut shop that has been open since 1934. Right. Cool. Go yeah. Hagerstown. And in Princess Anne, Princess Anne, Maryland, which is over on your shore. Yeah, uh, nice. Princess Anne. Yeah. A stuffed muskrat in a top hat and a bow tie named Marshall P. Muskrat is dropped for New Year's Eve. I am going there next I year. I like that. I didn't know that. I'm going there next year. Marshall Standing P. Muskrat. right here on the show. I'm going there next year and seeing that. I'm Googling a picture of Marshall And I'm doing P. Facebook muskrat. Live. I'm going to video the whole thing. That's great. And <laughs> that's all. Bye. Nice. And, and over here in Arnold... Josh drops his dinner. So all those things are uh, are. But dropped. why? Why? Why McDowell? All right. I like this uh, Marshall P. Muskrat. <laughs> it, it, it's not, it is literally a stuffed <laughs> muskrat. Like it's dead. It's been taxidermied or whatever. Uh, yeah, I wonder. And wearing a top hat. What's the history of that? I'm sure there's a cool backstory. Now, that's a cool story time. However, that started to be a thing. That's a story time. Right, you want to start a new podcast, Weird Stories yeah. from the Eastern Shore? I'm sure well, you can get plenty of them. The way the Orioles aren't making any moves and the the Ravens are out. Of, I know. you got to come up with stuff. I know. We're going to fill the air time. We're going to talk about the blast next week. Who knows what after that? Yeah, absolutely. Who knows? Who knows after that? Oh, man. You know what? I Is there anything on the chat room? I completely ignored the chat room this episode. I didn't even have it open. I'm sorry. I took care of the chat room with their little hotline 
uh, oh, that's true. Took care of him. I'll figure out what that song is later, but I played it for him. According yeah. to this, the Maryland Department of Natural Resources donated the preserved the preserved rodent to town leaders who decided that no better way to showcase a regional trapping delicacy than to present it at the start of the new year. And this is Marshall P. Muskrat. Yes, the one and only Marshall P. Muskrat. All right, so a couple of recent uh, chats from the chat room. Michael Newman says uh, 10,000 tweets, but you have to spend an hour on each one. Then you become a pro, thus accomplishing a 10,000-hour roll and getting 10,000 tweets out there. That's true. And when I can I construct my tweets, I do spend about an hour on each tweet. And son of a gun, if there's not a typo in every single tweet I send out, my, you have to prepare for an hour. Right. That's I'll, why I'll double read it and then still typo. That's why I've got so many tweets because of fixing corrections. Yeah. Is that your way of inserting the stuttering into your tweets, though, is that you have a typo or something? Maybe, yeah, that's my endearing typo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that. And Jacob Rock, he tweeted at Blast Time. And you're right, on Saturday it's going to be Blast Time. And we're going to have a blast watching the blast Absolutely. as they turn up the fire because it's going to get hot. We're going to have a lot to talk about next Tuesday. You Absolutely. think they have like indoor fireworks or something when they score? They've got to have something weird. Some yeah. pyrotechnics, some fire. Or maybe we just bring our own indoor fireworks. I don't know. Let's get crazy here. Sure. Yeah. All right, boys and girls. Thanks for joining us uh, for a, another awesome episode. Another shout out to Tony Lombardi for joining us here on the show. Have to get back here on at some point. Uh, appreciate the intern for all those fun facts. You can follow us on Twitter, Section 336 Show. You can follow us on Facebook or like us on Facebook. Uh, you can <laughs> like us in person at the Blast Game on Saturday. Let's do it. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at Section 336. You can follow the zany one, Darth Vader himself. At Bert Rohde. Hey, it's a soccer game, so aren't, we, don't you, aren't you supposed to bring like flags to wave around at soccer games and stuff? That's what I, I see on TV. You better bring yeah, that. Yeah, Vivus exactly. And bring that lightsaber because I heard fights break out all the time and you know, things get ugly. Yeah. Red, red is the blast color. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. We need some tips on what, what to take to the blast game. Yeah. We, we don't, or like simple, can I take food in? I, can't get I don't want to make a fool of myself. Hey, does the Royal Farms Arena sell Royal Farms? That's like, a great question. If and Justin Tucker. I'd be way more into the blast if all their concession stands are Royal Farms. I have an app, a Royal Farms app. Let me get the free coffee. Can I use that at the stadium? At the I, arena? I, I'm sorry. I don't know. I got thousands of questions. Yeah. Hit we, us up. We got to look into this. Uh, you can also follow Josh on Twitter. We got Josh Soroka. And you can follow the intern. At WW Intern. But I want to recommend it. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go blast. Section 336 is a affiliate of 24-7 this week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Download Upside and start getting cash back wherever you roll. It's like having your own hype man. Get an average of 17% cash back at restaurants. Oh, it's dinner time. Average of 13% on groceries. Get those groceries. 10 cents per gallon average cash back on gas. It's go time. Plus, cash back at participating convenience stores too. Stacks on stacks. Users can earn hundreds of dollars a year, three times more than other apps. Upside, show me that money. All right, we get it. Get it. It's easy. Just sign up for the free Upside app and start getting cash back for doing you. Download the free Upside app and use promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Get cash back for doing you with the free app from Upside.